right. So in case you missed it, Earth Day was on Saturday. I missed it. I didn't even know about it. Didn't even dawn on me. And there was a time not so long ago that folks actually got very, very excited. It was always top of the news. And so they'd plan events, they'd light up their candles, have parties, and then, of course, Hydro would put out the numbers, like, how much energy did we save? Well, this year, we didn't save any. The numbers were actually so low that Hydro said, we're not going to produce any numbers. And a lot of folks will argue that's because folks are actually doing Earth Hour every day, every hour. So we don't need a special day anymore. And others will argue Folks just don't buy the political spin that the spin around carbon pricing, the pricing of it is now looked at as a tax scam. And the premier's recent throne speech in it, when claimed that we can't be serious about lowering emissions and fighting climate change without pricing carbon pollution. And yet no one can actually explain what that pollution is. And a little inconvenient fact, we actually need carbon dioxide to exist because it actually exists in every living thing. Let's bring in Tom Harris, who is the executive director over at the International Client Science Coalition. Tom, Earth Day came and went. I've completely missed it, but I don't think I'm alone. In fact, this is such a non-event now that Hydro doesn't even pay attention to it. Yeah, exactly. And in British Columbia, they just reported that they increased their power usage during Earth Hour. So, yeah, you're right. People aren't switching off their power. They're switching off Earth Hour. And so some will say, well, we don't need Earth Hour. This is proof that people have adopted this year-round every day. But uh, that is spin. I mean, it could be that people are are simply not buying the spin and are just sick and tired of the finger-wagging. Yeah, I think so. I, I think all sensible people are environmentalists. I mean, we want to enjoy clean air and land and water. But, you know, Earth Hour was not started with that in mind. Earth Hour was started in Australia to bring attention to stopping climate change. Yeah. Okay, so that's the fundamental problem with Earth Hour is that it's not focused on trying to solve things that we can actually affect, like pollution and saving energy. Those things make sense. They're focused on trying to stop the climate from changing. Yeah, right, which is... A novel idea, but uh, virtually impossible given uh, Canada plays such a tiny, tiny, tiny role. But the language on this whole issue keeps changing. We had climate, uh, you know, we have climate um, uh, with global warming, global cooling. I mean, the the language constantly changes to fit the narrative. And all we hear about that we have to constantly price carbon. We've got to, you know, price climate pollution, all the rest of it. And I, I just yeah. don't think people um, understand that this is all just taxes um, on the back of emotion. Yeah, exactly. And in the throne speech last week by Kathleen Wynne, she said that, in fact, the climate change, okay, they want to lead the way on climate change, even though Ontario is half of 1% of world emissions. They say, we will not push the most pressing issue we face onto mm-hmm. the next generation. I guess she hasn't visited nursing homes or driven on any of our roads because, I mean, if, if climate change that might happen in the year 2050 is our most pressing issue, we must have a pretty perfect society. Well, you know, it, it does make one wonder, but it is a huge amount of money for government coffers, and it's going to be a big um, part of the June election. 
Because as you're right, the premier has said that she, the cap and trade is going to be there. It's going to continue. And they don't have any plans to change their green strategy, which is essentially uh, breaking businesses here in the province and, and really hurting everyday people. Yeah, that's right. And people just have to look up the non-governmental international panel on climate change. And that actually is the counter to the UN document. It's at climatechangereconsidered.org. And what they will see is there are literally thousands of scientific papers around the world now showing that the climate scare is, is really quite bogus. That in fact, the sun is almost certainly the major driver of climate, not us. Right. And so when you hear language, you know, that um, we can't fight climate change without pricing carbon pollution, um, you know, what is it that people should understand about that? Well, what they should, first of all, understand is they're focused primarily on carbon dioxide. Okay, I guess Kathleen Wynne must have skipped grade five science because... I mean, that's plant food, okay? Yeah. I mean, they, they pump carbon dioxide into greenhouses, specifically raising the rates a lot higher because most plants on Earth actually evolved at a time when CO2, carbon dioxide, was higher in the atmosphere than it is now. So the net effect of pumping CO2 into the greenhouses is that the plants grow faster, but there's no rise in temperature, okay, because of the CO2. And, and people can just look at the record. They can look at the geologic record and say, okay, what happened in the past when CO2 was much, much higher? Because there were times when it was 1,000% of today's levels. Mm-hmm. And, at those t- and at various times in the past, it was much higher, 10 times higher, and we were in very cold periods. So, you know, that's right in the record. Uh, Kathleen Wynne, I guess, must assume that most people don't have an Internet connection. But, you know, it's funny because the University of Montreal professor, uh, Professor Pinot, okay, he's an electricity market expert, and he said this. This is his exact quote. He said, Ontario is probably the worst electricity market in the world. Yes, <laughs> okay. uh, trust me, we know. We pay for it dearly every month. <laughs> yeah, and in fact, it's interesting. In 2002, you know, we, we were leading Canada. We were yeah. an industrial powerhouse. Our, our uh, electricity rates were 4.3 cents per kilowatt hour. Now, depending on the time of day, you can pay up to, you know, 10 cents. It was up to 18 cents at one point. So right now it's about 200% higher in 2002 when we got rid of all our coal stations in that time period and that is a major driver for Ontario's uh, electricity price cancer is what it really is yeah well you know it, it, it's interesting because this will be a big part of the June election and Doug Ford we don't know exactly what he's going to run on but he is not going to run on a carbon tax or pricing as he has said it is a tax but Jason Kenney, who is also likely to possibly, you know, take leadership in the next election, he also will not do this. And so the national strategy at the federal level is also now falling apart. Yeah, that's right. And actually, the interesting thing is what, what happens if, in fact, the cap and trade in Ontario ends up uh, costing a lot more than the federal, uh, you know, they're saying how much it has to be each year right up until 2022. And after that, you know, we have no idea what it'll be. So, you know, the fact that there's going to be a federal limit and then there's this Ontario cap and trade, which is very unpredictable because you don't know what they're going to be selling the, the, the carbon uh, credits for. It depends on the market. So it may actually end up costing Ontario, Ontario a great deal more than the rest of Canada, or it could be less. So the whole thing is really inconsistent and very hard to predict. Well, it is, and and the auditor and, and I don't uh, I didn't read the whole thing, but the auditor just came out. Um, I guess an environmental commission uh, said that uh, Canada and the provinces lack this clear plan to adapt uh, to climate change, 
and that the you know our emission targets will not be met, which is somewhat rich given how much uh, the federal government uh, literally crams this issue down our throat. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, the, the federal rate for 2018 is $10 per ton, and it's going up every year until right. 2050. They're talking about $50 per ton. So, you know, it's going to be really stringent. And, you know, it's funny because I met with Catherine McKenna, the environment minister, and I gave her some of these documents from the NIPCC, you know, that show that <laughs> we're not causing climate change. And her major comment was, oh, this is heavy to carry back to her car. She didn't have a clue. I mean, I was really astounded that she had no idea that there was an alternative point of view on the climate science issue. And I explained it to her, but she went right back to the carbon pollution. We have to save the planet stuff within days. So her advisors are obviously failing her massively. Yeah, well, yeah, in two years we might be talking about another story. But the bottom line is it's their narrative. They're not going to give it up. And, and they are really preying upon, I think, people's emotions. Because, yes, the climate changes. The science isn't settled as to how that's done. To me, it's more of an issue that we have the proper infrastructure in the cities across this country to deal with when weather happens. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the target should be to help people adapt and prepare for climate change, making the infrastructure st- stronger. And, and I'll give you a really good example. New York City, when they had Hurricane Sandy, yeah. there were parts of Manhattan that did not lose its electricity or Internet or cable or anything. And that's because their cables were all buried underground. And that's the right thing to do yeah. with regards to climate change and energy is harden your infrastructure. Right. Or have some parks available so that the water can go somewhere, you know, novel things like yeah. that. Well, well Tom, get ready for it. I mean, climate's going to change. I mean, <laughs> we can't stop it, so we got to get ready. Yeah, otherwise we'll be paying for it dearly if these people continue to get their way. Tom, thanks. We'll chat with you again maybe before the election. Okay, that'd be great. Tom Harris joining us from the International Climate Science Coalition. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.